Good evening, grave robbers, and welcome back to the television graveyard. We are your TV necromancers, Lara Prince and Noah Houlihan. We have come here tonight to examine the spirits of past television shows, to find out which ones could be resurrected, should be resurrected, and which ones should stay doomed. This is a podcast in which we will analyze the history, the hype, and the aftermath of shows that ran only one season or only one episode, or were a bunch of YouTube videos stitched together crudely. With me, as always, is TV's Noah Houlihan. Nothing good is happening. Hurry up, Scooper. We are doing the 2020 show Muppets Now. Muppets Now. This was a Disney Plus show. And uh, let's uh, pour one out. Yeah, let's pour one out immediately. So, uh, what do you, what do you got? Do you got anything? Uh, I'm gonna have ice cream when we're done recording, so I want to get through this, and I'm calling it the hurry up scooper. Well, I hope you enjoy your ice cream after this. So, what do you, what do you got there? All right, so I took a mango lime seltzer. Okay. And then I took a bunch of our staples, mm-hmm. like I put 99 bananas in it, and then some blue curacao, and then some liquor 43, and some Malibu, and just threw it all in there. Yeah. And uh, I call it whatever Pepe's cocktail. <laughs> okay. How is it? It's not good. No? It's uh, It's just a lot of stuff. When you throw a ton of things together, and then just kind of no rhyme or reason... Yeah, there's it has flavors and booze in it, so I guess technically it's a cocktail. So let's let's just jump right into this. Um, so we start, in my opinion, the start of this was really promising because we start with barrage of Easter eggs. Yes, because we are seeing Scooter's desktop. Yes, because Scooter is on a Zoom call with Kermit. Yes. So the first thing I notice is his background is a puppet version of him as a baby. So it's a Muppet Babies reference. Aww. And the chat service that they're using to talk yeah. is called Rainbow Connection. Yes. I was like, oh, okay, this is going to be fun. This is gonna, And like, there's some weird uh, icons. Like there's like Z delete this and stuff like that all over his uh, desktop, which I was like, okay, this could be fun. And uh, Scooter has to upload the episode ASAP. And uh, Kermit has told the rest of the cast and other people have notes. Yes. So the the frame story is basically Scooter is frantically trying to upload Muppets Now to Disney+. Plus, But the whole cast wants things tweaked first. Yes. Uh, so the first segment is called... Uh, Lifestyle with Piggy. Yes. With Miss Piggy. And Miss Piggy's like, it's supposed to be style, which is a funny joke because lifestyle, like a style, like a pig style. Yeah. But it's style. This is a good joke. I hope I get to see it five more times. Uh, and then this week they're going on personal style. And uh, it's mostly her and Deadly kind of doing bits where she goes like, pick clothes that compliment you. Yes. And uh, Uncle Deadly has this thing of, you're really working this top. Yes. To death. I cracked up. <laughs> Just at one point, Deadly yells, I shan't. 
I which love, I love. Uncle Deadly is my one of my favorite movies. Oh, yes. I love Uncle Deadly. We have Deadly. a framed portrait of him in our home. Yes, because there, he is that he's one always of, watching us. He's always watching. Always watching. I do want to point out that this is a, a Disney Plus show. Yes. Uh, as a result, that means that it is a Disney show, and Disney will take down pretty much anything they can. So if there's a lack of clips in this episode, that's why. Yeah, we, we're not including a lot of clips just because it is very difficult to. No, I am including a bunch of clips. But if this goes up and then there's no clips, you know why. Oh, okay. So <laughs> Then so I have to go back and cut them all out. Yeah, but I put hear, the work in. If you hear any clips, yay! Yay! There's a nice moment where uh, Piggy goes, you know, what is your favorite feature? And Deadly goes, I've always been partial to my beard. <laughs> I've mine! And then they, uh, own your flaws was the last one. Yes. And she asks Deadly what her greatest flaw is. And Deadly, that's when he goes, I shunt. I shunt. <laughs> and then we get the next, seg- next segment of this segment, which is Try It with Miss Piggy and Tay Diggs. Tay Diggs is here. And it is a face slapping massage to plump yes. skin and reduce wrinkles. And the Muppet masseuse lightly taps... Tay digs his face. A slap tap. And he's like, oh, this is nice. I can, it tingles. I can feel it working. And then she hauls off and pro wrestling manager slaps. Yes, Piggy. yes. She's Stephanie McMahon's the hell out of Miss Piggy. And Tay Diggs goes like, she looks good. She looks good. Yeah, makes your cheeks all rosy. And then we get the chat room. I, I, just, I do want to say that uh, I have heard... Of this. Yeah. That women, instead of wearing makeup, will slap their cheeks to make them rosy. Yeah. Or bite their lip. Yes. For color. Mm-hmm. Or suck a lollipop. So, we get the chat room. And the joke that we never get is they call it the chat room and there's never a cat. Le chat is the cat. You're right. And that joke never get, like... Huh. And, like, I have a very basic, like, maybe French 101 understanding of French. Mm-hmm. And even I was like, that's an easy joke. Like, yeah. one time there needs to be cats. But it's Piggy, Janice, Rosie the Sheep, and Linda Cardellini. And as always, my good friend, Linda Cardellini, welcome! Yes, this will be the first of many times you will hear a similar question. Who the hell is Linda Cardellini? She is uh, best known for Freaks and Geeks and playing Velma in the live-action Scooby-Doo. Oh. <laughs> That's all I have to say about that. Yeah, I was going to say, she's actually, she's actually a pretty well-known actress. and uh, I can see her in Freaks and Geeks now that you said that. But Okay. And I honestly don't have any notes. What it is is two fan questions and then usually like... It falls apart. Uh, I have a note here, and okay. it's, why is this moving so fast? Was this made for Vine? Because, like, we're in, we went from the frame story to this lifestyle segment, and the lifestyle segment is already into its, like, fourth bit without really establishing anything. Like, all the jokes last, like, a second, and then we're in a new space. It, it felt like we were making TikToks. Yeah. Everything moves like this. So the next thing we get is Muppet Masters. And it's Walter, you know, from... Everyone's favorite Muppet, Walter. 
Disney is really trying to make Walter happen. Yeah, he can whistle real good. Like, and they've had successful uh, Muppets come out of the Disney era. Mm-hmm. I would argue that, like, Bobo came into his own. Big fan of Bobo the Bear. A, a lot of people like Chip from IT. Noah likes Chip from IT. I do not care for Chip from IT. <laughs> Uh, I like what they've been doing with Uncle Deadly in this era. Yes, Uncle Deadly's really coming to Now, I do want to point out, we are watching Muppets Haunted Mansion, like, after this. Yes. So I haven't seen it yet, and that, that's getting very good reviews, from what I understand. By the time this drops, I will have seen it. Excellent. So, uh, it's Walter showing a hidden talent. Yes. And, and he thinks that Kermit the Frog is a photographer. No, he's into photobomony. He's a photobomber. Photometer. A photobomber. Yeah, it's not a good joke. It's as awkward when they say it as it is when we say it. Yeah, it's also not very good in that we watch this with subtitles on, because we often put the subtitles on because our apartment's loud and stuff like that. And, you know, it just says photobomber. Yeah. Um... So they do like a fun bit with Sam the Eagle. By the way, this is, I believe, the only time we see Sam the Eagle. Yes, what a crime. And he poses for his portraits. Yes. And Kermit photobombs everyone with a plum. Yes. He makes a silly face. He does a little dance. Or he imitates Sam. Or he drinks iced tea in the moment where everyone watching goes, ah! Like the meme. Like the meme, I get it. But it's not Lipton because he got in trouble for that. And so Walter's going to try out photobombing, just like Kermit. And Piggy is outside doing a, uh, a Spawn Con hopeful shoot. Yes. Where she goes like, hashtag send me diamonds, hashtag send me clothes. Mm-hmm. With Uncle Deadly. And Walter photobombs Miss Piggy's photo shoot and gets his ass handed to him. Yes. This creates the false belief in me that... We are going to see the different shows like Lifestyle and Muppet Masters overlap every now and then. Yeah. Like they're all filming these separately but at the same time. So they might kind of blend together like a Venn diagram on occasion. Yeah, like all of these things are happening at the same time in Muppet Studios. No! We will not see anything like this again. And then um, we get... The next segment, I know this sounds disjointed because it is. Yes. Of Okie Dokie Cooking. Yeah, we're already on to our third segment, which is Okie Dokie Cooking, which is the Swedish chef. And it's Beverly Plume, a hey. female turkey. Yes, Beverly Plume. Who the hell is Beverly Plume? Where did this character come from? Uh, they've, they've had this constant issue of there are not a lot of female Muppets. And I think there's always this attempt to have more female, like, to bring in more female Muppets. Yeah, okay. If you look up Beverly Plume, the first thing you get is her obituary. Like, not the Muppets obituary. Oh, okay. Well, because Beverly Plume, the puppet, looks a lot like the turkey from Muppet Family Christmas. That's because she is. Oh, all right. Nailed it. Muppet aficionado. Yeah, she also appears in the Muppet Christmas Carol. Oh, does she? As the, the turkey. As, as the turkey. Yes. Does she have any lines? Uh, no. Mm-hmm. But 
Uh, I mean, this is something I always like with Muppets when something, when they reuse these puppets. Yeah. Because one of my favorite things every year is to point out Sprocket in uh, all the times he appears in Muppet Muppet Christmas Christmas Carol. Carol, yeah. Which is one of my all-time favorite films. Yes. But this is Beverly Plume's first, like, big showing. Gotcha. It's her first time named. It's her first time being this character. Mm Mm-hmm. This has been a constant issue with the Muppets. They've not been able to make another female Muppet outside of Miss Piggy really stick. Yeah. Janice. Janice is cool. Uh, Janice would actually be probably the next highest female Muppet. Yeah. There's the female rat. Yolanda. Yolanda. Uh, There's Annie Sue. There's there's, uh, Carmella. Camilla, yeah, the chicken. Camilla the chicken. Uh, Annie's, and then, oh God, what is her name? Oh, Poopy. Kermit. Girlfriend. Oh, the, the other girl pig? Denise. Denise, yes. Which I had to look up. Because uh, Denise is really an updated version of Annie Sue from The Muppet Show. Oh. Annie Sue was the young ingenue pig who Miss Piggy's really threatened by. Oh. And they kind of update her with Denise. But they, they have yet to really get a female Muppet to, like, catch fire. I do mm. like Beverly Plume. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with her. It's, it's just, like, this is a weird character to kind of come out of nowhere. She apparently uh, shows up in Muppets Haunted Mansion, according to this wiki page. Well, that's exciting. You know who else shows up in this segment? Chef Carlina Will. Yeah, who the hell is Carlina Will? (laughs) Who are these people and Muppets? Uh, Carlina Will is a food blogger. (laughs) And she also works in the Rachel Ray show. I'm going to spit out my drink. It's your pilot episode, and your big star that you could pull out was a blogger. She's also on-camera talent on Rachel Ray. Okay. That Rachel being, Ray, not my show. That being said, it's the Muppets. They they could have pulled... Yeah, I, I'm more of saying, like, we are going to say ookie-dookie cooking in a couple other episodes. If you really want to hook me into this show, this is not the person to do it, and I know you have bigger stars later. Are they really only have one big star in Okie Dokie Cooking. That's true. Um, and I kind of feel for Carly. She is as overjoyed to be there as I would be. Yes. So I, I'm mostly happy for her. And she's... Uh, they do curried chicken and plantains. Yes. And so she cooks. And it looks very much like a daytime TV cooking segment. Yeah. Chef gets his delivered. Yes. and Because it's supposed to be like an Iron Chef kind of competition. Yeah, there, it's supposed to be the Swedish Chef and whatever the guest take is on the same dish. Yeah. And Swedish Chef does Swedish Chef things. And then we actually do see like kind of someone getting like the chef kind of showing how to cook something. You get about as much uh, instruction as you get from the curious creations of, uh, what's her name? Christine McConnell. Christine McConnell. It's about that level of instructions. I would say you get as much instruction as you get from a tasty video on BuzzFeed. Yeah, yeah. It's like you add some of this. No no idea of how much. And uh, Chef gets his delivered, but Carlina wins. Yes. Our stream freezes, and we think it's part of the show. Yes, the stream just kind of like freezes, because there's part of it with Scooter, where like he has a bad connection. So we're like, oh, I guess it's just glitching. But no. And then we skip to 
uh, Mup Close and Personal. Yeah. And we see Kermit the Frog interviewing RuPaul. Mm-hmm. I hate this. It doesn't work. This super doesn't work because it's basically Kermit's trying to ask questions and all these people keep coming out and like interrupting. Fozzie interrupts. One of the pigs interrupts. Howard the pig. Howard the pig. Who like knows everything about RuPaul. Answers biographical questions on his behalf. But like RuPaul as the human in this scene seems so not bothered by the Muppets. It's just kind of this element of just like, oh, now this person's asking me questions. Well, that's fine. Oh, these questions aren't strange at all, despite the fact that they are the strangest questions. I mean, there's a fun part where Miss Piggy rolls up. And they are friends. Madam, you are the most important female oh. figure in the entertainment oh. industry. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Did you hear that? Unfortunately, Did you yes. Hear th- like they've been friends in the past. Right. What I'm saying is like, RuPaul made the most boring choice. Like, I think back to, like, Muppets Tonight, where they brought in Garth Brooks, and his whole thing was, he was just as insane as Gonzo. But no other show let him be insane. So the whole plot of it is trying to get Garth Brooks to play a song. But he's like, no, I want to use jetpacks. I'm a crazy person. Yeah. And then, you know, back in the Muppet show where, like, the insanity of the Muppets affected people. Like, you saw the human host get competitive with Piggy. Yeah. Everything that happens to RuPaul rolls off RuPaul's back. Yeah. And it's just like, well, then who cares? And Kermit's a boring choice to interview. Yeah, and you know what? And, like, I love Kermit. But it seems like a weird choice. I think it's a really weird choice in that we got Kermit in the opening. Mm Mm-hmm. And now we're getting Kermit's, like, uh, segment here with RuPaul. And we got Kermit in Mupp Close and Personal. or, Or Muppet Masters when he was photobombing. We're not getting much Kermit after this episode. I Like, why not spread him out? He's Kermit the Frog. And I would have said maybe, like, if you're going to have RuPaul, Deadly. Mm-hmm. Who is the other fashion. Yeah. Because I could, and like, you know, maybe you have Uncle Deadly and RuPaul get along like a house on fire and Piggy becomes jealous. You know what I mean? And because, like, Piggy doesn't want RuPaul stealing her Uncle Deadly. Mm-hmm. And That'd be like, great. That's all you need. Yeah, it needs to be something. But this felt very much like... It, they tried to play it too straight as an interview. Yeah. yeah it's and just... I mean like comedy straight, not like RuPaul's Drag Race. Be- yeah, 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 yeah. Like... I got you, I got you. It's just, it's boring and it's bad and then the show ends. Yeah. Uh, Scooter successfully gets the show up in time. And we move on to episode two. Yes. Uh, the frame story for this is uh, Fozzie, I believe. Yeah, Fozzie is trying to pitch ideas to Scooter. Yes, and they're all bad and Scooter doesn't care. And Scooter's like already trying to get the episode up. Yes. This is also where we will see our first ever uh, encounter of Pepe's unbelievable game show. Do Can you I just hate- be honest? I hate Pepe. Is that the thing you were going to say? Do you hate Pepe the Prawn? I Because I kind of hate Pepe the Prawn. You know why I hate Pepe the Prawn? Why? Because he's less good Rizzo. That's exactly how I feel about Pepe the Prawn. Like, he's, be- he's Rizzo, just not as good. 
Because we watched the trailer for uh, Muppet Haunted Mansion. And it wasn't until, like, the last scene, like, the last clip that I realized Pepe is the second with uh, Gonzo. Because I had mentally edited him out and put Rizzo in that spot, as it should be. (laughs) There's certain, like, there's certain Muppets who just seem to fall out of fashion. I always felt like Pepe was pushed too hard. Yeah. Because, like, I remember Pepe had a book. And I was like, I, I don't care about Pepe the Broad. Because I always think of Bean Bunny. I adore Bean Bunny. Yeah. The one person who loves him, that's me. Bean Bunny is in two or three very high-profile projects. Mm-hmm. Uh, most well-known for Muppet Vision 3D in the theme park. Yes, he's big in Muppet Vision. And he's uh, the little boy in Muppet Christmas Carol. Yes. And... So he's in these two big, classic, high-profile projects, but I don't think we've seen him in, like, two decades. Now, I feel like he may have shown up on a Muppet Babies, but he's, yeah, like, he went from, I think he's part guy and it got stolen by Walter. I, I would actually argue that his part got usurped more by Robin. Well, Robin's older than Bean. Yeah, I always think of Bean as being, like, the baby. Yeah. Because uh, they do say that he's, like, a scared baby. Yes. And Robin's a cooler kid. So your kid character, like, Robin is more sympathetic. Yeah. And he, you know, he is in other things. Like, he's in Treasure Island. He's in Tonight. But he's just, like... Not major characters in any of those things. Yes. Oh, he's apparently in Muppet Sherlock Holmes, a book I own. Yes. But cannot currently find. Oh, I'm sure we'll find it. Uh, so this game show's terrible. Yeah. And it's... that's kind of all I have to say about it, to be real. Yeah. It, it, the, again, like, it's two actors playing game show contestants, and they're really happy to be there because they're happy to be with the Muppets. Yeah, but, like, it's so false. It is so false that these are not really contestants. Because, once again, they're too happy-go-lucky to go along with what's happening. Instead of how I would actually react if I was brought on a game show and felt like I was being treated unfairly. Yeah. But, like, instead, Pepe's like, all right, we're going to just do a random scare- staring contest. They give out the uh, voices or the, the points. There's a shell game with chickens. Yes. Yeah. Which you actually did succeed at. I actually want to point out that this is illegal. Like, this could not actually happen because of the 21 scandal. They made sure that, like, game shows were legitimate. And I'm sure I brought this fact up before, but it's one of my favorite facts, so I'll bring it up again. Every question that Billy on the street asks has to be written down with notes of what the correct answer is and, like, sealed in an envelope somewhere. (laughs) So every time, like, Billy on the street runs up to someone and says, for a dollar, name a woman, there's an envelope somewhere that says, Billy will ask for a dollar, name a woman. If the contestant can correctly name any woman, they will receive one dollar. That's so funny. They legally have to do that. That's so funny. So, like... That means the one where they ask if she'd have... They ask the random girl if she'd have sex with Paul Rudd. Yes, like, they have to write that down. That's (laughs) amazing. They have to write that down. If If money is in play, like, it has to be decided beforehand. Like, 
He can't suddenly say, all right, I'll give you $2. Like, that's illegal unless that's the plan of the show. Uh, because then it prevents someone from rigging it. Uh, this would be so much better if it was just a game show. Yeah. Like, just put some people on and put them in a fun Muppet game show. Instead, you made a fake one, which is awful. Yeah, and like... <sighs> it's bad. Okie dokie cooking. This is easily the best episode of Okie dokie cooking. Yes. Starring Danny Trejo. Yeah, Danny Trejo. The Taco Titan. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a great opening where Swedish Chef and Danny Trejo have a mustache off. Where they yes. keep stroking their mustaches mm-hmm. to like outman each other. Yeah. And it works and it's hysterical. Yes. And Trejo makes fun of Sweden. He's like, yeah, this works better than anything in... These tacos are better than anything in Sweden. And so he's like really pushing the Swedish chef's buttons on purpose. Yeah. And so the Swedish chef is going to like plays with peppers. And then Danny Trejo charms Beverly Plume while... uh, the Swedish chef rubs his eyes with his pepper hand. I yes. Sean Evans would be so disappointed in you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then I realized I desperately need a Hot Ones with the Swedish chef. <laughs> Just any Muppet, really. I'd really love it. <laughs> um, they're making mole tacos, and uh, the Swedish chef wraps a Muppet mole in a taco, and yeah. it's very cute. Yes. And Trejo plates a beautiful taco mm-hmm. and charms the feathers off Beverly Plume. And it's a great sketch. It works better than Carlina Wills because Trejo is an actor. Yeah. And Trejo is also a personality. We talk about this with Comedy Central roasts of like someone who is famous for their own personality. Yeah, Danny Trejo would be a great person to have on the roast, but then he'd murder everyone. (laughs) But that kind of thing of like Danny Trejo markets a personality Mm -hmm. that works amazing in this. Mm Mm-hmm. And then we get our Muppet Labs, our first Muppet Lab sketch. Okay, so. Before every Muppet Lab sketch, we get the disclaimer of Kermit the Frog and Joe from Legal, who is an otter. Who's an otter. You know what? I kind of like Joe from Legal. (laughs) Joe from Legal, I don't like him because I feel like he's taking the bit Sam the Eagle should have had. I could totally see that. Uh, I kind of like the bit of Joe from Legal is, like, very serious and, like... But then he makes a crappy law pun. And then he'll make a terrible joke and laugh way too hard. Footnote, while I am not technically a groundhog, I am a weasel and an attorney. Same thing. I enjoy Joe from Legal. It could have been a Sam the Eagle uh, spot, though. You're 100% correct. So, uh, my first note is, is this a kid's show? Because they, they're trying to make, like, a real science show here. Yeah, they're talking about thermodynamics, and mostly it's an excuse for Bunsen and Beaker to light things on fire. Yes. But Bunsen has a new assistant named Beaker, which is, like, definitely not an Alexa. Right. And... They set up a candle, and she talks about, like, candles melt and burn. Mm-hmm. And they talk about, will it melt or will it burn? And they burn a bunch of different things and say, yeah. like, melt, burn. But the entire time, Beaker is insulting Beaker. Yes. And then Beaker incinerates Beaker. Yes. 
Now, there's one thing I want to point out about this. Uh, there's a moment where they show like what they're planning to do with the the experiment this week, and they show Beaker as a cartoon. Yeah. Beaker does not work as a cartoon because Beaker's role is to be hurt by Honeydew. Yeah. And what's kind of fun about it is the strange things you do with a puppet. Yes. Like you make him hide in his shirt, you make his head explode, you do all of this other stuff. When you make him a cartoon and you can kind of do anything in that medium, it makes it kind of sad and cruel when you can see... Because, like, I think they lock him in an oven. Yeah. And he's, like, banging on the door as it, like, heats up and you can see, like, the fear in his eyes. I That doesn't work for Beaker. I actually... I really didn't like any of these sketches. No, I hate all of these sketches. Because they were all... They're all Bunsen being really abusive to Beaker, mm-hmm. when usually the comedy is in Bunsen being absent-minded and not realizing what he's going to do is hurt Beaker. Yeah, he's so focused on science that the idea that this is hurting Beaker is not something he's considered. But Beaker is, like, really abused in these. Like, in this one, he is intentionally... Um, ignoring Beaker in favor of the new cool assistant Beaker, including mm-hmm. calling Beaker Beaker 1.0. Yeah. Like, Bunsen is more directly hurtful in these sketches. Yeah. Not a big fan of this. Uh, there is one funny moment of Bunsen comes back and goes, where's Beaker? And Bunsen goes, or now Beaker goes, me, me, me. Yeah, after incinerating it. And but like, Bunsen's been so... Te- Bunsen and Beaker have been so terrible to Beaker that you're like, that's fine. Yeah. We will Life have, Sty. We'll have more to say about that as we go back to Life Sty. And Health Miss and Piggy, fitness. Well, Miss Piggy's like, no, it's lifestyle. You're supposed to add an L-E at the end. It's, and then there's it's like a good a, joke. And then there's like a crayoned on L-E. Yeah, it's a good joke. I'd like to see it four more times. And uh, they have a exercise ball, and then Bobo the Bear comes in for his only major appearance and pops it. Yeah. I like Bobo. I love Bobo the Bear. Uh, this <laughs> Bobo the Bear. Uh, I just want to watch Muppets again. <laughs> yeah, this show could have used more Bobo. All right, I'll just take the battery out of the car so it reminds you to talk to me. <laughs> and this time their try it is hot yoga. Yes. And so like Tay Diggs does hot yoga with Piggy. Yes. I also want to point out that they say the incorrect yoga poses. They call corpse pose they call it corpse pose when you lay on your back, and that's called shibasana. It's called both. Uh, corp, you corpse pose is like the colloquial term. Savasana is the Sanskrit word for corpse pose. I'm cutting all this to make myself sound smart. Editor Noah, edit point. Okay, I'm gonna Laura comment on the YouTube video so that you can prove you knew a thing. Anywho, anywho, Tay Diggs does yoga with. Miss Piggy, she's back. Yeah, and then she falls on the ground. He says, nice corpse pose. And then we do the panel discussion with Yolanda, mm-hmm. Camilla, yeah, and Linda. But Linda has Jeff the Penguin with her. Yes, which confused me. Because I was like, oh, Linda Cardellini has to be here over Zoom, so she's alone. No, wait, there's a puppeteer there. What's the point of this? Yeah, and these were filmed in 2019. Oh, yeah, that's another real good point. Uh, These were, because a lot of this show, you will tempt yourself to dismiss because it was released in the summer of 2020. Yeah. So you'll be like, oh, this is the best they could do because of the pandemic. No, it's not. They could have done better. 
And all of these panel discussions have Miss Piggy and Deadly. Yes. Linda Cardellini. Yes. Another Muppet. Yes. And then a non-verbal Muppet. Yeah. Like, oh, it's a cow. And there's not really a lot of use to all four of these characters. Really, the bit's always between Piggy and Linda. Mm-hmm. And there's never a use for those second two characters. There is a question where somebody goes, how do I avoid pigging out after a workout? And then Piggy loses her mind. And then the, and then we uh, get the end tag. It's such an easy joke. <laughs> yeah. We get the end tag of Fozzie, like, coming to Scooter's door and we see, like, the ring footage. And right. uh, that's this episode. Yeah. Episode three. Uh, Statler and Wardor. That being said, if you look at the, the funny strike in this is some of the pitches, Fozzie emails. Oh, right. Um, the Pandalorian. Pandalorian. Piggy Little Liars. Uh, squeaky Blinders. <laughs> squeaky Blinders. Like, there's a bunch of really silly, um, bunch of, like, really silly puns. The next episode's about focus groups. Yes, and the focus group is... Statler and Waldorf. I'm sorry I spoiled that for you. <laughs> uh, the focus group is Statler and Waldorf, and you're like, oh, this might be a lot of fun. Well... No. So, I'm just gonna say this now. Basically, we're going to cut to them, and they're going to give, like, a review after each one of these, like, bits that we're getting. Yeah. It doesn't work if they're reviewers. They need to be interrupting. They are an outside force. They're hecklers. Yeah. You can't put them in a box like this and expect them to work. Yeah, you need them to, like, be able to gong show. Yeah. Like when you don't when you don't like the sketch anymore, hit this button. Yeah. And have them hit it in the first like second and then be like, "No." Stick them in the corner like it is a damn Markiplier video. Oh my god, that would have been so much fun. Right? It's so easy. And what are they doing? And it would have been a really good way to burn off the weakest sketches <sighs> by having the let's play. It's so upsetting. It's like just oh Okie dokie cooking. This one we have Roy Choi. Who the hell is Roy Choi? He is a celebrity chef. Um, Who the turkey really wants to have sex with. Yeah, he's on Netflix. He's in that... You know the movie Chef that we really like? Yes. He is the co-star with Jon Favreau on the TV show that's like based on the movie. Oh, okay, okay. Which I can't believe I haven't forced you to watch yet. Uh, because that is... Absolutely my jam, baby. Mm-hmm. My next, uh, Beverly wants to bone Roy Choi. So bad does this turkey want to bang this guy. And, but, like, we're already doing this bit with Miss Piggy and Tay Diggs. Yes, every single episode. Spoilers. And they're making a Colby rice bowl with kimchi. And they're letting Swedish Chef make the right. In this one, they're just doing co-op? Yeah. It's not it, a competition in this Yeah, episode? they're breaking format for a special co-op. I want to point out here, because I meant to bring this up earlier, how much this show relies on graphics. Yes. Which is so anti-The Muppets. The whole point of The Muppets is everything is practical. 
Yeah. Because they're puppets. And the chef is surly the whole time, so, which is funny. The, I'm not doing my rant. Okay. The whole time, it's just like stuff flying in from off screen for you to read. Because they know the substance of what they filmed is not good enough. Yeah. And if you can't film something good with the Muppets, you don't know what you're doing. <sighs> okay. The chef is, like, surly and jealous the whole time. As, mm-hmm. like, Beverly comes on to this chef the whole time. Which we're already, we're already over-exploiting this bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's one great moment in the closed captioning. Right. Beverly gobbling worriedly. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> Which I enjoyed so much I put in my notes. Uh, they're clearly trying to make this a showcase for Beverly Plume because they're clearly... They're, they're trying to find that other female Muppet that works. Yeah. Because the Muppeteers were largely male. Yeah. Um, especially originally. And they haven't had as much success, even in Sesame Street. There's, uh, they finally hit on Abby Cadabby. Yes, but it took them a really long time to have like a really successful breakout. Yeah, I know that there puppet. was Prairie Dawn. Prairie Dawn, but there's another one that like looks like Prairie Dawn that I used to get confused when I was a kid. Yeah, I don't remember her name. Yeah, and then like Red is a woman, right? Fraggle, yeah, Fraggles, Fraggles are Fraggles. kind of a different. Breed of Muppet. Honestly, Muppet Babies had Scooter, or had Skeeter, who worked, but was never really seen much. No, we've never seen, Skeeter has never existed as a puppet. Is that true? Yeah, isn't that weird? Lara does not believe our hero, and has rushed to the Google machine. Our hero's drink was much stronger than expected, as he had dumped random things into a glass. (laughs) He sits there on the edge of his seat, waiting for Lara to finish her Googling. Okay. So this is going to be even weirder. She has been a puppet? If you say robot chicken to me right now. I'm literally not. (laughs) Okay. She shows up in, like, classic nerd. Like, you you see the puppet. But she doesn't do anything. Oh. Like, you see a pic. They They made a puppet. To never do anything with her. Interesting. She also was a walk-around version for the Muppet Babies live stage show, according to Muppet Fandom. Oh, interesting. Oh! Weird! Yeah, the, all the walk-around characters don't look right. Yeah, because they shouldn't be that big. Yeah, I... Ugh. Except for one that I'm going to save for later. I'm going to scream. It'll be fun. Get excited, guys. <laughs> she also is in the Muppet Kids books. As a pre-teenager. Oh, why is there... Oh, apparently in the uh, family reunion story arc for the Muppet Show comic books... Yeah. uh, They show her as an older person. And that's interesting to me. (laughs) She just... She was only around as a baby and then she became like an accountant somewhere. (laughs) Yeah, they never figured out... Like, a lot of kids shows have that problem with female characters. Yeah. That they can't like quite figure out what to do with them. They're like, well, we have a girl. Yeah. Because girl is a personality. Mm-hmm. So they're like, well, we have one of those. And it's like, well, they're different kinds of girl. What? Yeah. Chef brings out a cow by a bowl of rice instead of the cow be rice bowl. Yes. It's a good, it's a Muppet cow. It's fun. Yeah. And uh, the, 
They're like, chef, you forgot to put the salsa on it. And then the chef does a salsa dance and it's cute and funny. Yes. All right. And then Statler and Waldorf say they are allergic to the sketch. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Muppet lab time. Yeah. Field test. So this is my note for every field test. I realized I wrote it every time. Hey guys, I already have YouTube. Yeah. Um, my problem with this. Okay. So they're doing velocity. Mm-hmm. And they, they're like launching pizzas at the wall. Yes. And Al Madrigal from The Daily Show is the pizza guy. Yeah, oddly. Bunsen pays with Beaker's money. And then like, they launch all of Beaker's pride. Like they, they launch the cake Bunsen bought Beaker when he started being his lab assistant that Beaker saved yeah. at the wall. And it falls against the wall, and they kind of show it in slow motion, and... Well, they, they salvage it, and then Bunsen and El Madrigal eat it for dessert. Oh, after they yeah. they all the pizza. And my next note is, is Bunsen always this much of a b-hole? Yeah, he's just evil now. These remind me of Nickelodeon. Like, one of my first experiences with the Muppets was... Nickelodeon used to show a few vi- music videos during commercial breaks. Yeah. Like when a show would run a little short or something. Uh, the one I always think of first is Kokomo. Kokomo's a good one. This feels like something you would show during a commercial break mm-hmm. to kids. Yeah. Like the cartoon aspect is very kid-like, but the humor's so mean-spirited and... In this one, Beaker does not get the drop on Bunsen in any way. Yeah. He just suffers. Statler and Waldorf announced that they slept through it. Yes. Lifestyle. Yeah, it's supposed to be lifestyle, but because she's a pig, she, they left off the Ellie and it makes Piggy really upset. It's a good joke. I hope I see it three more times. Um, and this one is about relationships. And uh, Piggy takes the opportunity to bring Kermit on to... Tra- or. Bring Kermit on to trash him. Yeah, we do get a, we do get more Kermit than I originally claimed. But, but he's only this in isn't a moment. Good of Kermit. Yeah, it's a ne- it's like acknowledging their failed relationship and being awkward about it. Yeah. And then the dine the um the try it with Tay Diggs is dining in the dark. Yes. There is kind of a funny bit with a clapper, where like at one point Deadly claps. And the lights turn on. Mm-hmm. And he's like, whoops. But then they do that eight more times during the 30 second bit. Yeah. Clapper's not a thing anymore. The clapper is like an early 90s reference. Yeah, that's true. Like, Because I, I, I still make this joke when amongst friends who will not judge me. Where someone will say, turn the light on and I'll clap. And I used to do that because I was like, one day it'll work. No, nobody owns a clapper. Did you know what a clapper is? Let us know in the Let comments. Let us know in the comments below. So, uh, there's a, there is a solid joke of, like, the first course is sizzling fajitas, which is a terrible thing to have in Dining in the Dark. Yeah. And there's a point where um, we hear Piggy scream, and then Tay Diggs goes, hmm, smells like carnitas. <laughs> Which is poor. Yeah, pig. Uh, this episode felt very transparently cheap. Oh, yeah. 
And then in the, uh, in the chat room, uh, it's Kermit, Beaker, and Linda Cardellini. The Zoom concept was probably really revolutionary in 2019, but nobody wants to see it now. Nobody wants to see it now. Uh, Beaker doesn't do anything. Which is a crime. And then, like, Linda and Kermit, like, set a date in front of Piggy. Oh, hey, hi, Kermit. I didn't know you were going to be here. Hey, how you been? I've been great. How are you? Oh, I'm doing pretty good. Excuse me, Kermit. I haven't seen you since that time that we all went to that Linda. dinner. Linda! I know, I know. That I know. This is my show. You made me laugh so Excuse hard. Excuse me. Again, everything's moving too so fast that I'm like, is this a j- is the joke over? Did the joke happen? Game show. My only note is, what is this? I hate it. Um, Pepe hits on somebody, and like he hits on Nico, who is the female contestant, and also they talk about the male contestant Daniel's dead dog Dusty for some reason. Yeah, like it is literally just stuff happening, and. Like, trying to keep it together is Scooter. Yeah. And as of late, Scooter has become my spirit animal. So I love Scooter. But, like, he's never really given a chance to do anything here. Because, like, we've already seen an episode where Pepe took it off the rails and Scooter tried to keep it together. Yeah. When it happens in the second episode, why is Scooter surprised? Uh, mm. This is, is so, I love Scooter though. I love Scooter. I love Scooter. But Pepe hits on Nico the whole time, and we're hitting this Muppet hits on human thing for a third sketch. Oh yeah. And then, uh, there's a makeup contest where they have to put makeup on blind. Piggy mm. judges it, and Piggy does a joke of like, "Oh, I'm judging you." Yeah. And. Nico wins, and the prize is in Big Mean Carl's mouth. And I was like, Big Mean Carl! Yeah, Big Mean Carl showed up. And it's a telephone. Big Mean Carl's mom calls. There's a bit. And then Big Mean Carl eats Nico. Yeah. This would all be funny if this was actually a game show instead of a pretend game show. And if Big Mean Carl got to do more. Yeah. And that's episode three. Uh I mean, these episodes are quick and disjointed and they're bad. Mm-hmm. Um, episode four is the all-nighter. Scooter has pulled an all-nighter and he's running late uploading the show. And he has enlisted Animal and the Electric Mayhem to help keep him awake. This is the most we see Animal in the entire show. Yeah. Almost like these frame stories. They were like, oh, crap. We, we didn't put Fozzie or Animal in like any of these sketches. Yeah. Uh the first one is a Mupp Close and Personal that is horrible. It's Aubrey Plaza. And I was like, finally, a celebrity. And they put her with Miss Piggy. Yeah. The thing is, Aubrey Plaza, you're never quite sure what you're going to get with Aubrey Plaza. And like, it's a mix of Aubrey Plaza being crazy Aubrey Plaza and Aubrey Plaza maybe being legitimately annoyed. Yeah. And, like, because there are parts of this which feel fun. And then parts of this that feel like Tom Green, Eric Andre levels of, like, you didn't tell her what the plan was at all, did you? And I think she needed to be with a cooler Muppet. Like, she's with Miss Piggy, Mm -hmm. and it doesn't work. Like, I think if you had had, um... Like, 
her with Janice, like, talking about spirituality. Yeah. And having, like, Janice be kind of weird and off the wall. Or yeah. Gonzo. Yeah. And them comparing notes about being weirdos. Yeah, something like that. Because Cause- I'm going to compare this unfavorably with WWE. Ooh, I can't wait to see where this goes. Because when they had the Muppet sketch with Beaker, the Muppets guest hosted a 2011 episode of WWE Raw. Yes. Which is, I think, one of the first ones I saw. Yes. Because how you tried to lure me in. Yeah, I was like, there's going to be Muppets. Yeah, and like literally, if you had like a big old white van with free Muppets inside, I'm probably going in the van. Yeah. Uh, So there's a bit with Beaker and Seamus. Yeah. Where Beaker turns to Seamus and goes like, no, I'm afraid I can't make the family reunion this year. I oh, know, man. Listen, do me a favor, will you? Please tell Aunt Teresa I said hello, yeah? And I think they could have kind of pulled that forward with Gonzo and uh, Aubrey Plaza and had them both be like, oh, no, Aubrey's part weirdo. So, first off, would you believe that that moment on WWE was actually a callback? No. Yeah, there was actually a promo where I think Cena calls Seamus Beaker, and they're actually playing off of that years later. Oh. I know, the idea of long-term storytelling in the WWE is insane. Uh, But I want to compare this again to Eric Andre, because what the Eric Andre show is, is they bring on a big celebrity, and then they make them feel awkward on purpose. Yeah. And it's a mean thing, but it's funny in that, like... If you're a fan of Eric Andre, the funniness comes from, I can't believe they're doing this to this person. I can't believe they're still able to get guests. How does this keep happening? When you're a real product like the Muppets, you write things to make your guest stars look good because they were nice enough to do the show. Yeah. This, like, it definitely felt like the plan was, we're just going to film you. Just go with it. And, like, Aubrey doesn't feel comfortable at times. And then Aubrey tries and, like, doesn't get rewarded for it. Like, they kind of, like, leave her out to dry at one point. Yeah. Because, like, the bit is, like, Miss Piggy wants to go change. And, like, she asks a question and then Piggy, like, leaves. Yeah. And it's just, and, like, there is a moment where it is unclear if Audrey Plaza is just kind of like, are we still filming? Or if this is just more of the bit. And it just doesn't work as comedy. (laughs) Yeah, this was unscripted, and I think... Like, the whole show was unscripted, and I think it shows. Oh, yes, it does. Because a lot of the... Like, a lot of these moments with celebrities don't really work super well. And Aubrey Plaza is visibly just... it, It falls flat, and she's visibly, like, not pleased with it. Yeah. And I feel like this is the Muppets really coasting on name recognition of Mm -hmm. themselves. Because I read somewhere at some point in my life that there was like a multi-year waiting list. Oh, yeah. To be on Sesame Street. Right. Of like, it is an honor and a privilege to be asked to be on Sesame Street and it doesn't Mm -hmm. happen for everybody. Yeah. The idea that this is what you got and you finally got to be with the Muppets. Yeah. Really sucks. So we get them up at Labs. Yeah, it's about sound. This one's about sound, and we get the beepalizer that's been cold and lonely in the storage closet, and my hard drive is full of spiders. I don't know why all of these are written, like, in a way that 
feels designed to make you a little sad. <laughs> like it's it's that crappy like sociopath humor that's not what the Muppets do. Yeah. This is about how if you put salt or some sort of fluid on a speaker and play different tones, they'll make different designs. Like every YouTube video, because I have YouTube already. And like I said, this would have been cute as like an interstitial of, oh, between commercials for Nerf guns and breakfast cereal. Mm Mm-hmm. But it, as a sketch, it doesn't make a lot of sense. Yeah. We had Okie Dokie Cooking, and I just wrote down some other chef, because I don't know who the hell this guy is. It's Giuseppe Lasavio. And who the hell is that? Great question. You don't know either. <laughs> well, his, uh, his known for an IMDb uh, credits him as a cinematographer, Alario Noble in Live By Night, and Gay Lamaze's father in the 2010 film Creative Differences. He's not even listed for Muppets now as a known for? No. That's how I know him. Uh, he has 12 credits as an actor and one credit. Yeah, I don't really know how he got this, this gig. Is. I well, would have assumed he was a celebrity chef, but apparently not. They're making spaghetti carbonara. Yes. He... My next note, this is better when it's an actor. Because I didn't realize this guy was an actor. I thought he was a celebrity. This is better with a celebrity. I thought it was a restaurateur. So they're making spaghetti carbonara. Uh, There's a fun moment where Chef literally just shakes down a chicken. He violates a chicken and removes eggs from its womb. Okay, well, he was shaking down the chicken like a piggy bank. I was trying to make this less gross. This is... Okie dokie cooking is my favorite sketch of the bad sketches. Yes. So the animal FaceTimes in the rest of the electric mayhem in the, like, frame story. Yeah. And it's clearly, like, very early in the morning because the electric mayhem are actually in bed. Yeah. And there's a moment where Zoo is just like, what? <laughs> yes. And you're like, oh, Zoo's here. Yeah. We, we see- don't see much of the electric mayhem at all. Yeah, I think we see Janice in the panel for Lifestyle. In the first episode. In the first episode, and then this, and that's it. So the life, speaking of lifestyle. Yes, we have an episode of lifestyle. It's supposed to be like lifestyle, but they forgot the L and E, so Miss Piggy gets really upset about it. It's a funny joke. I hope I see it two more times. Uh, it's so, This one's about self-care. They're all about self-care. <laughs> well, one's about relationships, one's about health and fitness. This one's about, like, they, they mentioned the weighted blanket, and I just got a weighted blanket. So yes. I have a note about how much the weighted blanket is amazing. Mm-hmm. And then... Miss Piggy and Tay Diggs do daily affirmations. Yes. This, I laughed at. Yeah, this is actually a great bit. Like, Tay Diggs says, like, I am satisfied with my career. Mm-hmm. And Miss Piggy goes, I am also satisfied with my career. And then Deadly leaps in like a shoulder devil. Yes. yes don't, don't think about the directors and producers who don't call. <laughs> and then he just slinks away. And they do that, like, three times where Tay Diggs says an affirmation, Miss Piggy repeats it, Uncle Deadly slinks forward and undermines her confidence. Yes. And then Piggy has a giant tantrum, and Tay Diggs goes, I am very scared of her. And Uncle Deadly goes, you have no idea. When the best way to end that would have been, him picking up what Piggy had done and going, I am 
also very scared of her. Yes, it's, oh, this is so bad. Uh, the Scooter unfortunately makes it and uploads this episode for us to watch. There's a panel discussion. Oh, God, I forgot. Linda Carnellini's got to show up again. It's Elena, Miss Poogie, you know, from that one scene in the 2011 Muppets? No, I don't. Where they have the Muppets, where, like, five... Oh, my God, it was a Muppet? Yes. Where's Dave Grohl? Usually you can't stop Dave Grohl from showing up on a Muppets project. And he didn't break his foot till the next year. Yeah, what is happening here? And Linda Cardellini hanging out with Pepe, who is, like, giving her a hand massage... And Miss Piggy awkwardly invites herself to Linda Cardellini's self-care. Mm-hmm. Because you get the impression that Miss Piggy throughout all of these is trying to glom onto Linda Cardellini's celebrity. Yes. Which, I don't think that's the best boat, but okay. And then uh, Scooter managed to upload the episode and... We unfortunately watch it. This was by far the weakest episode. Oh, yeah. There is much more bad than good in this episode. I will say that at some point in Lifestyle, I have a note. <gasps> Chip from IT. I love Chip from IT. Oh, I have a note that says, ugh, Chip from IT. Because <laughs> I don't like Chip from IT. I'm Chip from IT. I'm Chip from IT. <laughs> Speaking of Chip from IT, episode five. Yeah, it's Chip from IT. He's installing a system upgrade onto Scooter's computer... So that he is able to... Uh, Do something. So that he's able to upload better. Yeah. And this actually does have the best frame story. Oh, no, this... I lied. Next episode is the best frame yeah. story. My bad. So Scooter has to race against time before all of the upgrades to the computer knock him offline. Yes. So, like, now he's back. It's basically like he got Norton antivirus. Like, oh no, my protection has become a virus on its own. And he's just desperately trying to upload this. Uh, then we move on to our first bit, which is lifestyle. It's like lifestyle, but the L and the E are missing because it's a pig and like a sty. It's a good joke. I hope I see it one more time. This one's about travel. Yes. And they say, bring your best friend. And we see Fufu. Yes. Piggy's emotional service animal. Yes. Uh, prioritize comfort. So she has a neck pillow. And learn the language. And we get like a fun bit where Swedish chef teaches her how to pronounce something because mm-hmm. she's going to Paris. And he doesn't teach her how to pronounce anything specific. Mm-hmm. He just boop doop doop yes. at her. And it's kind of funny. Yeah, she's like, what did I just say? And he's like, hoop doop It's, it's like, kind of funny. If you've been listening to us, you know exactly what we're about to say. Tay Diggs is going to show up. Yeah. And Miss Piggy's going to do something to uh, embarrass herself in front of Tay Diggs. Uh, she eats a, tra- a tra- fried tarantula. Yes, they learn. They have all of this different international food. Mm-hmm. Uh, sweetbreads from Europe, jellied moose nose from Canada, blood pudding, stink heads from Alaska. Clearly, like, all the grossest food they could Google. Mm-hmm. And Miss Piggy feeds all of it to Fufu, which is why mm-hmm. we had to see Fufu before this to remember. Remind everybody she had a dog. Uh, I would have loved to have seen Gloria Estefan. Oh, yes. Her penguin. Yeah. <laughs> Gloria Estefan. Estefan. Don't throw up my shoes again. Not the first time I've said that. That. And. Guess what happens next? There's a panel and Linda Carnellini's there. Well, uh, Tay Diggs goes like, I love a woman who can eat adventurously. 
And that's why she pretends to eat it, but she feeds it all to the dog. Yeah. Because she wants to bang Tay Diggs. Uh, I don't even have who the other people in the panel are. I, I believe Scared Bunny shows up in this one, which I thought was funny. Yeah. But doesn't talk or anything. Yeah, like, it wasn't important. Uh, Linda is babysitting Fufu. So, then we get literally the best sketch in the entire epi- in the entire series. Like, I would say Danny Trejo with Ookie Dookie Cookin' oh, is a second. This this is a, a gem yeah. in this whole thing. It is Muppet Masters. Yes. And Walter again. Yeah, that's right. The best sketch in this freaking show has Walter in it. Spoilers. Uncle Deadly's about to show up. <laughs> Next note. Uncle Deadly, this is going to be the best! Right. And he says... Uh, Mulder goes like, Uncle Deadly is a professional at combat. And Uncle Deadly goes, stage combat. And I'm like, yes. I am in. We see, like, Deadly talk about his past in theater. And we see these posters that I kind of want. Oh, my God. I'd buy these posters. I just, oh, Uncle Deadly's so funny. <laughs> and so they, like, they go in and they do a little bit of, like, hand-to-hand contact combat. And it's actually, like, very well shot. And Deadly goes, like, the most important thing is the monologue. Milkshakes are for closers. <laughs> Milkshakes are for closers should be a t-shirt. <laughs> we, we, we could just take it. All right. So we'll, we'll have that with your wrong parfait. Matt Pat is everything I hate yes. about myself. Yes. There's another one. I forget. We'll, 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 we'll take that one out and put wrong or <laughs> milkshake is for closers in the three pack. There's a great moment where, throughout, Walter is, like in the photography episode, Walter is actually more knowledgeable about the topic. Yeah. And the other Muppet kind of, like, takes over. Mm-hmm. Walter is like, this is a saber. This is a rapier. And Deadly does not care. No, that's the pointy end. Uh, there, the stabby end. <laughs> and there's a moment where he goes, he's like, brandishing a sword and like if music be the food of love play on (laughs) which is great because like if you're i like that he picked a really obvious line of like that's clearly not a sword fight line no not at all it's also if you've read the play it's mope 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 it's orsino moping at the beginning of 12th night yeah (laughs) so i i thought that was very funny and so then they're they're fencing Mm mm-hmm and he's like, you know what the three parts of fencing are? And Walter goes, lunge, parry, and riposte? Mm-hmm. No, the stabby end. And you know what the most important part of sword play is? Footwork? Panache! Panache! Oh, God, I love Deadly. If you have Disney Plus, like this sketch is legitimately worth this watching. This is the only thing worth watching, really. The, the okie dokie cooking with Danny Trejo. That one's okay, yeah. Uh, next note. Ugh, this is Pepe's dumb game show. Yes, and I made an effort to actually try to take notes and follow it this time. Okay. okay. So the first segment is who can scream louder than a goat? Yes. The answer is nobody. The next segment is secret times where the contestants tell Pepe secrets, but they don't share them with us. And Pepe just gives out points. And then it was, who can tie a tie on a cactus? Yep. Does this sound fun to you guys? Yeah, and when uh, Eddie wins, 
the Swedish chef is the secret partner. And I'm like, this is the, like the second... We don't have an okie-dokie cooking in this one. <laughs> but Swedish chef's all over this episode. So my next note is, did Fozzie lose a bet? Yeah, I did. Did we the lose the rights too. to Gonzo? I was like, where are they? Did Rizzo go out for a pack of smokes? We never see Rizzo. Why is Kermit so absent from this series? Why did why did Animal only appear in episode four? And then uh, we get to a Muppet Lab. So I go, oh, there's Kermit because that's when we see Kermit. Is these Muppet Labs? Yes. Uh, disclaimers. And then I was like, uh, let's get some Sam the Eagle. We have Sam the Eagle at home. Sam the Eagle at home is Joe from Leeds. <laughs> uh, so on this episode of Muppet Labs, it's pressure. Yeah, pressure. So they're going to be playing with a hydraulic press. I have YouTube! No, I, I actually do have a note here that this could work really well as a kid's sketch. Except they immediately go for all of Beaker's prized possessions and crush all of his things in it. Again, whoever wrote this doesn't really get Bunsen and Beaker. Mm-hmm. Because Bunsen does love Beaker. He's just a little absent-minded and negligent. He's not cruel. Yeah, and but they're like, no, let's 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 kill your teddy bear. Like it's abusive and like uncomfortable to watch. Yeah. And I I can't stress this enough. These are kind of miserable is my next note. Yeah, I can't stress this enough. The hydraulic press channel on YouTube has existed for years, and it's just this done better. And Letterman used to crush stuff in a hydraulic press in the 80s. This is so old. Why are we doing this? See, I'll be real. I have no issue with them doing the hydraulic press bit. Because it's Beaker and Bunsen doing the hydraulic press bit. Okay, this could be fun. It's badly written. Mm -hmm. And... These Muppet Lab sketches, outside of Bunsen's attitude, feel like they should be a kid show. Yes. But because of Bunsen's attitude, they wouldn't play for kids. So the core issue with this is, who is the audience for Muppets now? That's the big problem I have as well, because back to the Muppet show, whenever you saw Bunsen and Beaker, when they were doing a science experiment or something, Bunsen created something fictional. Right. Like, it's a potion that does something. Or something like that. It wasn't real science. I don't want to learn real science from the Muppets. That's not what I'm here for. Why are we doing this? I... Alright, I'm going to save that last... Last little bit for later. Oh, because we only got one more episode. We only got one more episode. By the way, Chip from IT makes it so that the computer has filters. Yeah. That joke could have been funny if it wasn't for COVID that every COVID show made that joke. Yeah. So episode six is the social media episode. Yes, and we get Robin, and I light up because I'm like, I love Robin. He's a Caribbean amphibian. And Robin's the social media intern. And I immediately hate Robin. Uh, I actually, this has the best frame story of all of the episodes to me. Yeah. Because there's actually a going story of Scooter taking too long to upload the episode. So Pepe starts a hashtag of hurry up Scooper. Yeah. 
And then there's like a crowdfund to get him a better computer. Yeah. And people, the hashtag takes off. So like Robin's good at his job. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's actually very cute and funny. Yeah. So then we get... Muppet Labs. Muppet Labs field test chemistry. And I think there's something very bad about bookending... Because we watch these in a row, these two. Mm. And Joe from Legal shows up and it kind of works. It does kind of work because it's about like mixing things safely. Yes. Like, yes, you can add salt and soda all day. Nothing bad will happen. It's not like you'll add... And he lists a bunch of chemicals, and he does basically the elephant toothpaste. You might know that if you have YouTube. And again, that's not the problem I have with this. It's that, like, this one's actually the least bad because it's it doesn't revolve around Bunsen bullying Beaker. I, I can make this better so easily. Okay. Remove... Joe from Legal from this, and make it Mark Rober, the YouTuber who does this. I was actually going to hit that point in a moment. Okay. Uh, then we get Okie Dokie Cooking. <laughs> who the hell is this? Uh, this is Marina Mickelson. Mickelson, yeah. And she is a writer and director, and literally the only thing I really know her from is this. So she's so not. Now it's, she was on set. <laughs> That's what I'm getting. It was like she was around. Yeah, like she must. Like I don't know how they cast these because Carlina Wills at least makes sense. She is a TV personality with food. Yeah. Danny Trejo makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, Roy Choi makes sense. It makes sense. It the other two. Me. Confusing. And like. I'm assuming they probably shot these in SoCal because that's where Disney tends to be based out of. Mm-hmm. You can't tell me there was nobody else in Southern California who wasn't busy, who wouldn't have taken a job. Yeah. At this point, I'd rather it just be Fozzie. Because where's Fozzie? Because I actually had the thought of like, you really couldn't book Binging with Babish. Yeah, just get YouTube stars. <laughs> like, come on. This is going to sound terrible. YouTubers are not... If you're a legitimate project like Muppets Now, not hard to get a YouTuber to come on. Not at all. And there's tons of... Could you imagine Swedish Chef having a bake-off with Rosanna Pansino? That'd be great. Or Piggy having an argument with Sophia Nygaard? Be amazing. Like... Matt Pat trying to do science with Bunsen and Beaker. That, that would probably not be that great, but still. <laughs> and so, like, there were... And plus, it's... It's... If they... Ugh. It's frustrating. Like, that's how we feel right now. Is <laughs> like, it's the damn Muppets. How did you screw this up? And how are you not able to find, like... Someone slightly bigger. Muppets is not a launch pad. Like, you don't get famous from doing Muppets. No. You get famous enough to do Muppets. Yeah, you earn your spot in the Muppets. So, they're making Swedish meatballs. Yeah. And this is notable because the Swedish chef makes one gigantic meatball. 
Mm-hmm. And Beverly finally loses it at the chef. Yes. Also, Kermit's in this sketch in something that looks like an actual accident. Is like, he? He walks in front of the camera and goes, excuse me. And I actually just wrote, was that Kermit? And then he comes back. He's like, just need something from the fridge. And then he walks away. I was like, what? Oh, Did they decide Kermit hadn't okay. been in this episode enough? I guess. Uh, and then we get another Mup close and personal. This one's good. Yeah, it, but it's it's Seth Rogen it's and Seth Fozzie. It's Seth Rogen and Fozzie. And Fozzie's desperately trying to conduct Talk about the craft. Yeah, because it's two comics talking. It makes sense. Yeah, he's trying to do like a comedians in cars getting coffee. Like, yeah. Because they picked the right Muppet for the right person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They picked Fozzie the Bear and the living equivalent of Fozzie the Bear. Yes. Uh, Fozzie, though, is babysitting. So yes. So there's these... these Horrifying baby puppets. Yeah, they're not baby bears. That would be kind of cute. They're humanoid baby puppets, and but they're still Muppets, and they're terrifying. And, like, so Seth Rogen is the only person, the only celebrity in the history of this show to act appropriately. Yeah. Where he's just kind of like, do we stop the interview? Do we keep going? These babies are all over the place. And the babies start whispering his name to him. They're like, Rogen. He's like, I don't know why they know my name. That's con- that's confusing. And there's a fantastic moment where the baby is just kind of like playing with Seth Rogen. And Seth Rogen is in the middle of a thought. And the baby goes, Papa Rogen. And Seth snaps and goes, I am not your father. Well, there's a moment where he's like, I don't want to say this. Like, you don't want to say that. But they're bad babies. They're bad. They're bad babies. And it's really funny. Like, this this sketch works. Yeah, they brought on someone who could improv. Yeah, if you're going to do an unscripted Muppet show, everyone needed to be able to do improv. Yeah. And I'm like, you cannot tell me that if the Muppets called Keegan-Michael Key, he wouldn't pick up. Right. It, oh. Like, Keegan-Michael Key strikes me as a man who would very much mm-hmm. like to work with the Muppets. I also have a note, there's a moment where the kid's trying to get poison. Yeah, and they're like, we should take the poison away from the baby. Do we give poison to babies? No, don't. You don't want, you don't want to give poison to kids. Okay, gotcha. Should we, should we take this away from the babies? Yeah, do they, should we give them poison? My note here is Seth, is, uh, it's Fozzie and Donkey Kong. Yeah. Uh, so the next sketch is something called Lifestyle. Okay. It's like Lifestyle. But they took off the L and the E because it's a pig and it's like a sty. It's a great joke. Great joke. So, I don't... It starts off with her doing a spawn con for a leaky bucket. I don't get this Everything joke. Everything pales in comparison. Like, I don't get it. I get it the first time they try it. Because it's... A clearly crappy product. They're trying to make Piggy an influencer mm-hmm. in this version. And so it's it's when your favorite creator does Spawn Con for an obviously crappy product. I think this is why it feels so out of touch, though. Because if you're going to sponsor or if you're going to lampoon Spawn Con, pick something that's in the zeitgeist. Like... Pick a terrible mobile game. Pick a diet trend. Pick earbuds. No one, no one's ever doing bucket commercials. Like, 
This parody is so out of touch with the culture it is trying to lampoon. Yeah. I I actually gave this one a lot of leeway because I'm like, okay, they don't want to get too close to a real product. I kind of get it. Whatever. Uh, but they do hit it, like, too many times. Yeah. So they do... Uh, the Try It With Tay Diggs is all of the weird animal-based... Um, spa treatments it's the fish foot spa the uh the snail slime facial yes and piggy doesn't want to do them and then she gets beat up by muppet versions of the fish and the snail yeah because they're insulted by it yeah and i have the note good she's dead and that's how upset i am at this show that i celebrated piggy's death we get another panel i don't even have anything no and then we get the end where scooter finally gets the stupid episode up yeah. And I noticed something in the chat because they go to a live chat before the stupid joke could end it. Mm-hmm. And there's a note from Sweetums. There's a note because I have a note. I was like, Sweetums did not show up once in this. The note from Sweetums says, do I get to be in this? <gasps> did, you know that was, did you not see that? No, I, I didn't thought, see that. I thought you were setting me up for the joke. No, I was so upset there was no Sweetums. Also, there's something you can see on uh, Scooter's desktop that's uh, problems with Ken. His stepfather from oh, the 2015 yes. Muppet Show. And I liked that because I, I do. I really Put a robe it. on, Ken. Put a robe on, Ken. God damn it. The Muppets was so good. It was so funny. Now it's this. Oh, no. So anyway, the end of this show is Scooter tries to go to a live chat and then accidentally hits live cat. So like gifts of cats just start popping up and Robin's like, it's great. Everybody loves cats. And Scooter says... For the final line of the show, nothing good is happening. And I was like, he just nailed it. Apparently, Nothing good is happening. Apparently in the lifestyle segment, uh, there's a watermark that reads FX Factory Pro Trial that appeared in the original drop that they had to later fix. Oh, they didn't even finish the episode? That's how freaking slapdash this show was. That's... The, here's the thing. That's really funny. Because the whole point is that Scooter's having trouble uploading it. Yeah, the show is unscripted, and it shows. I also think, like, no shade to Tay Diggs or Linda Cardellini. Why was it them every episode? That's who was available. Because the show was, this entire show was filmed over one week. I can believe that. In summer 2019. Okay. They were intended to be shorts. Because there was supposed to be a show called Muppets Live Another Day. Okay. It was a scripted series uh, that was supposed to take place after Muppets Take Manhattan. That was written by Josh Gad. Directed by Avenue Q's Jason Moore. What? And had four original songs by the songwriting team that won an Emmy this year for Agatha All Along. Robert Lopez, who is the only living double, I think he's the only double EGOT, period, and his wife, Kristen Anderson Lopez, who is just missing that Tony. 
because she didn't work she didn't work on Avenue Q. And Josh Gad released a page of the script and it's Steve Martin and Rolf having a fun conversation about like where they're going. And Rolf is apparently doing a movie with Steve Martin and they're supposed to be doing the four amigos. Okay. And Steve Martin breaks it to Rolf of like the studio only wants to go down to three amigos. And Rolf goes, who's going to tell Martin short? Oh my God. And in the background, like, Steve Martin has baby pictures and he's wearing white wigs in, like, even the baby pictures. Oh, my God. Like, that page of script that got released, Mm -hmm. not leaked because Josh Gad released his own work. Yeah. Was more clever than anything in the show. And Josh Gad and the other writers left Disney owing to creative differences over the project. And... So then they had to shoot the frame story, which is why the frame story is very Zoom-esque. Yeah. And we don't really see more than one Muppet at a time in the frame story. Those were shot during COVID because then they were releasing this as a series when they were intended to be shorts, much like, you know, Forky asks a question. The thing about it is, I think this would work much better on YouTube. Like, I don't think this works as... Even shorts on a streaming service because all of the shows are shot like a YouTube show. It's like, this is the star, Piggy. This is their one camera. They're playing to the camera. Let's go. And on top of that, like, look at what the shows are. It's a cooking channel. It's a lifestyle channel. It's a science channel. It's an interview podcast. Like... These are all YouTube genres. Yeah. Like, this seems to be a YouTube show. But it's just... This. And none of it's good. Except for Uncle Deadly. Yeah, there's two good sketches out of, what? 25? It's... I've laughed more having memories of the ABC Muppets... Than I did watching this. Yeah, like... It's abysmal. The... These were filmed when Muppets Live Another Day was still going to happen. Okay. So when these were filmed, these were supposed to be quick shorts. Yeah. They they were always meant to be on Disney+. Plus, But they were going to be these quick 10-minute bits... Like Forky asks a question, and probably not dumped all at once. You know how, like, the Simpsons shorts, they'll put out one every so often? Right. So these were clearly intended to be done in kind of this, like, okay, we're going to do 10 minutes a show. And then when Muppets Live Another Day got shelved, and the Marvel shows got pushed back, and... There was kind of this starvation for content. Mm-hmm. So they ended up putting this out to kind of create content. Yeah. It's... It's... And, like, it, the promotion for this is so much stronger than the rest of the show. They made individual fine art posters for every single one of these sketches. Not for every, like, individual, but every segment. Yeah. Like, 
I'm showing you one right now. This is what the Muppet Masters one looked like. It's just it's just Uncle Deadly. Yeah, it's just a hand-drawn picture of Deadly. There's one of Beaker and Bunsen as Beakers. There's a lifestyle with Miss Piggy one that looks like uh, the Bo Burnham White Woman's Instagram video. Yeah. But the show just flops. You, you, you actually hit the word that I wanted to bring up. Just. It seems like every single one of these sketches, the director said, we will just. We will just film an interview with the Muppets and let them do whatever. We'll just do some science with Beaker and Bunsen. We'll just film it. They're the Muppets. It'll be fine. There's no heart in any of this. It's just, they're the Muppets, so it'll be fine. And it's not fine. It's not even close to fine. It's just there. It, it got fairly good reviews. It has a 69 in Rotten Tomatoes. Nice. But it, it's one of those ones that where if you actually like read the uh, read the reviews, it's like damned with faint praise. Yeah, it's like it's the Muppet, so we want to support it. <laughs> yeah, you know, Muppet fandom is one of those things where it's like even if it's bad, you don't want to say it's bad because you don't want people to go, "Oh, the Muppets are bad now." It's like, no, no, we still love the Muppets. Just stop doing this. Go back to that amazing ABC show. <laughs> yeah, like. One of the reviews that they consider a fresh review is a just okay reboot with Room Oh, God. <sighs> well, I have a, a question from one of our patrons that they wanted us to ask. Uh, what did you guys think of Kermit's new voice? I thought Kermit's voice was fine. None of the voices really, like, triggered anything in my head that was like, that's not how that person sounds. I think to me the issue is it was really hard to tell because we didn't get enough of Kermit doing Kermit things. That's true. Kermit never really had, like, emotion. Yeah, we never got a yay out of him. No. So, like, the voice was fine because all he had to do was speak as Kermit. He never emotes. He never yays. He never gets upset. He never has a moment. Kermit never emotionally connects to the audience. Yeah. There is never... The heart and soul of the Muppets. There is never... No one does. There is never a feelings part of the Muppets. They're always played for slapstick, but they forget that that's not what makes the Muppets the Muppets. Yeah. It never has been. The Muppets connect. That's why they're the Muppets. Yeah. That's what sets them apart. That's what makes them special. I am... So upset by this show because I love the Muppets so much. Same. And this didn't this didn't try something new and fail. It retreaded old ground poorly. Yeah. And didn't bring anything new to the table. If they had done something insane, like a period piece, or brought back the like Muppets Tonight style SNL, but in the new like had them running a YouTube channel instead of a late show or something, Mm -hmm. and done that, I could have been totally on board. I don't believe in, like, well, you changed it and modernized it, and now it's bad. The thing is, when you said that, like, it's not like they took a big risk. 
my brain immediately was like, well, what, what's a big risk you could take with the Muppets? And I was like, every thought I just had, I'd love to see. It's like yeah. the Muppets all get fired and they have to get real jobs. In uh, the Muppets do a reality show. Absolutely. Pretty much the idea you're having is replace Tiffany New York Pollard with a Muppet. Yes. <laughs> New York goes to work. New York goes Hollywood. Yeah, that's those are my only ideas. Uh, but yeah, make a reality show. Like, they just, they had the Muppets, so they just filmed them. They didn't do anything with them. It's and they really went sad. with, like, really easy. Piggy's a lifestyle blogger. But we don't see Piggy. There's a lot of jokes you could make about the life of an influencer that are less lazy. This all went for the lowest hanging fruit jokes. Yeah, and I think they all forgot that the Muppets are performers. Like, the Muppets put on shows. They they take on characters. Yeah. And that never happens here, ever. Like, oh, I just thought of something and now I'm sad. Drunk history with Muppets. Yes! Like, easy. Obviously, like... If you want to make it family-friendly, you pull the drunk out of it. But just reenact historical hmm. events with Muppets. Muppet history. It's what they they were doing in the theme parks, and everyone loves those shows. Yeah. Those great moments in history, but just the American parts. Yeah. People love that show. Uh, I think uh, if we continue to talk about this show, we might get too sad. Get, so. Are you okay? I'm going to go ahead, and my drink was very alcoholic. Uh, I'm just going to go ahead and give this a good old-fashioned stay doomed. This is a stay doomed from me, and I I hate it. I hate that this is a stay doomed. Mm. This felt so much longer than six episodes. Six half-hour episodes. Because a lot of people hated Muppets 2015, which we reviewed on this show. And <laughs> those people are wrong. <laughs> we reviewed that on the show... And we both get emotional on Yeah, I cry in that episode. Because they did still understand that intrinsic emotional connection to the Muppets. This show doesn't. Yeah. It's unscripted and... I'm sorry, like... You need strong improvisers. And whoever they were bringing on to do these other segments weren't it. No. Uh, Pepe's game show felt lazy mm-hmm. that one especially there was never a single one of those sketches i enjoyed yeah it was just stuff and i love the muppets i love their weird like i love the weird holiday youtube videos that are 30 seconds long i love the music videos this is the first piece of muppets media that did nothing for me yeah and I've heard only good things about Muppets Haunted Mansion. I was saving it for after we recorded this because I needed... I didn't want it to... um, I I didn't want it to soft focus how much I didn't like the show. Yeah. Because I've only heard good things about Muppets Haunted Mansion. Mm -hmm. So I'm really hoping that they learn from this show and they find their way because nobody wants the Muppets to be successful more than I do. Yeah. It's very true. So, Muppets, you're always a stay tuned for me. Mm-hmm. But Muppets now, hard stay doomed. Hard stay doomed. 
Thank you so much for listening. If you want to join our Patreon, because this was actually voted on by our patrons, and we're not angry at you for choosing this. Uh, and uh, we're currently in the middle of a vote for what we're doing next episode. And it's currently too close to call between evil monkeys and hidden talents of the stars. So uh, I can't say what we're watching ne- next. It'll have to be uh, in the comments below. And uh, if you want to join our Patreon, you can do so right now. Patreon.com slash plus two comedy. And for the first time in a long time, I get to say this. We got shows coming up. We do. We will be doing, for the first time ever, the Adult Fan Fiction World Championships are a three-day affair. Please join us on Twitch, plus two comedy, uh, or twitch.tv slash plus the number two comedy uh, on the 18th, 19th, and 20th. Uh, for the Adult Fan Fiction World Championships on the 18th, it'll be Pen and Kink, our books and comic books uh, segment. On the 19th, it'll be Innuendo 69, which is our gaming episode. And then on the 20th, it is Blood and Butts, a horror-themed Adult Fan Fiction World Championship. So join us for that. Butts, butts, butts. Is there another show perhaps we can plug? The Massachusetts show? That would be the one. Uh, yes, on October 29th, we will be appearing in Great Barrington, Massachusetts at Miller's Pub in a show that has a title, but you didn't send me the poster. So come see us at a show that has a title, but you didn't send me the poster at Miller's Pub in Massachusetts. We'd love to see you. It's there. October 29th at 8 p.m. I have the important information, Yes, but not the cool It's title. a comedy show. That's all you really need yes. to know. Where can people find us? You can email us at thestaydoomedshow at gmail.com or on Facebook and Twitter at Stay Doomed. And if you miss Sweetums, I'm at Plus Two Comedy. If you want to talk about times the Muppets made you genuinely emotional, I am at Sprocket League. Until next time. Until it's the next time to play the music and light the lights, stay doomed.